0: Welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Burnett or Grant and International Insurance Company of Hanover Limited. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 12. And this case that we're looking at this week has its rather sad origins in August 2013 when a man called Craig Grant was killed. Grant had been thrown out of a bar in Aberdeen and that caused an argument with the door steward Jonas Martius. During the altercation Martius assaulted Grant by putting him in a necklock and Grant subsequently died at the scene. Martius stood trial for murder but he was only convicted of assault. During sentencing the judge noted that while Martius's actions were badly executed they were not badly motivated. So far as these proceedings go, Grant's widow brought a claim for damages against Martius himself, the security company he worked for, Prospect Security Limited, and the security company's insurer, International Insurance Company of Hanover Limited, who are the appellants in this case. The insurer is the important party here because the claim was ultimately discontinued against Martius and Prospect. Their public liability insurance policy included a clause which stated that, quote, liability arising out of deliberate acts, end quote, of an employee would be excluded from the policy's coverage. In other words, if it was the case that Martius acted deliberately towards Grant, then the insurer would not be liable and the claim would fail. As these are Scottish proceedings, the case first went before the Lord Ordinary, where Mrs Grant was successful. The insurer's appeal to the inner house of the court of session was dismissed, and so they once again appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The justices approach the question as one of contract interpretation, and so the policy has to be looked at objectively to try and garner what a reasonable person, with all the background knowledge which would reasonably have been available to the parties when they entered into the contract, would have understood the language of the contract to mean. Part of this exercise means examining the words in their relevant context, and so questions such as whether the injury was accidental are to be looked at from the perspective of the employer, in accordance with the case of Hawley and Luminar Leisure Limited from 2006. Furthermore, we have to bear in mind that Prospect were running a guarding and door security business, so by its very nature there will be times when employees are called upon to legitimately use a degree of force. The public liability insurance would have to account for this fact, else having the insurance would be pretty much meaningless. On the other hand, we do have to deal with this exclusion clause that lets the insurer off the hook in cases of deliberate acts by employees. The insurer argued throughout these proceedings that the definition of deliberate acts should not only include acts that are intended to cause injury, but also any act which is carried out recklessly with respect to whether it will cause an injury or not. Meanwhile, Mrs Grant argued that the definition is much more narrow and only includes acts which are intended to cause the specific injury which results, and not reckless acts whatsoever. The Supreme Court held that deliberate acts clearly extends to acts that are intended to cause injury, but the question around recklessness, where this appeal turns, is much more nuanced. Lord Hamblin's lead judgment holds that it is the act of causing the injury itself that has to be deliberate rather than simply any act which happens to give rise to an injury. Such an interpretation gives a more natural meaning to the words of the policy in their context rather than some arbitrary definition that tries to draw distinctions between different types of injuries with varying levels of seriousness. This also means that the exclusion clause does not extend to reckless acts, and if you think about it, that kind of makes sense. After all, if you commit a deliberate act, then it suggests that you did it consciously, intending the consequences. That is quite different from recklessness, which is clearly a step down from deliberateness in terms of culpability. Deliberately knocking someone's birthday cake on the floor is worse than being reckless and knocking the cake on the floor. Furthermore, if deliberate acts were given a broad definition, as the insurer wished, then it would severely negate the public liability insurance, and that cannot be what the parties would have intended at the start of the policy. So how did the Supreme Court apply all of this to the facts of the case? Well, it was found by the courts below that Martius did not have any intent to injure Grant, or even display any recklessness. This conclusion might seem odd given the conviction for assault, But that only tells us that there was an intention to apply the neck hold, and as we mentioned right at the start of this episode, the neck hold was not badly motivated, just badly executed. Thus, not only was the appeal dismissed, but even if a much broader definition of deliberate acts had been applied, the exclusion clause would still not have been activated. I think that this case is a good lesson in how interpretation should be done, To start with, we do, importantly, have an objective approach to the language, and this offers a degree of certainty in the law for parties to a case, and for future cases. However, there is also a clear recognition that this objectivity exists within a commercial context, and while that doesn't immediately make what was objective subjective, it does ensure that our answers to legal questions are relatively sensible and practical. In these proceedings, we saw this in action by giving an objective definition to the term deliberate acts, so that it wasn't overly broad so as to encompass recklessness. However, the justices also understood that such a definition was necessary, else the public liability insurance would not actually be of much practical use to the security industry. If I was going to be supercritical, then I think that the analysis of the conviction leaves a lot to be desired, I personally don't think it adds very much to the discussion to use the sentencing judge's comments in the criminal case to work towards a solution in this civil case. The idea is that the sentencing judge's comments show that this was not a deliberate act, but we have to remember that Martius was still convicted of assault, whether mens rea is intention to cause the victim to apprehend immediate, unlawful, personal violence, or being reckless as to whether such apprehension is caused. In other words, I don't think the judgment from the Supreme Court actually needed the criminal case to stand up on its own two feet. And if anything, it helps the insurer's arguments by muddying the waters somewhat. Ultimately, the decision here was a relatively easy one to make, but the analysis was a useful exercise and will hopefully form a precedent for the future. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you'd like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad free then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. I realised this week that there might have been some problems with the emails and the automatic messages that go out when people sign up to the emails so if you've not received your free ebook, whether that's the one on problem questions, or if you are a subscriber, the one on essay questions as well, then drop us an email at contact at uklawweekly.com and I'll be sure to sort you out. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the subscription link in the details of this podcast episode if you're not already signed up, but don't see why you wouldn't be, and I'll be back with another episode next week. But for now, bye!